Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And howdy, howdy on another Saturday. It's uh, Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with you. Man, that music just peps me. If I hear that, I just like I just want to. I just want you start dancing. Oh, it's like Arthur Godfrey. I just want to get up and march around the desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our program today is going to be a good one, I think. I think so too. Because uh, we're going to talk. God thinks so. Too. Well, you know, and it was Todd's idea too. Yeah. So if it if, if, it, if it, goes, it goes wrong, it's his it fault. It goes south. Blame Roberts. Yeah. Todd Roberts well, at voicesofthewest.net at gmail dot com. <laughs> please, please. Please don't compliment me too much because you know, you know what will happen. Hey, we'll take all the credit if it works. We'll get all the blame to you if it does. We'll tell you what. I'll I'll start believing it all. (laughs) We'll tell you what the show is about here in just a minute. We've got to do some housekeeping uh, before we get to that. I want to uh, read a note that we got from. from the uh, uh, the Arizona dude, Robert Orloff. Yeah, we met him at the Wild Bunch Film Festival. Had him on the show, and he uh, dropped us a note and says, "Thank you, Harry and Bunker. Thank you so much for having the Arizona dude. dude. That's with three U's on uh, your Voices of the West. Uh, loved it. I've had some stickers of the wooden nickels made up. Put them on all of his mailings. And that what a hoot, man. Love the radio show and will gladly promote it. Happy trails and God bless. Uh, Arizona real country, man. I'll tell you what. This is a newspaper. If You, uh, you can get it's free, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. You can find it online. You can read it for free. Uh, Arizona Real Country, the magazine. That's it's published all you, out of Wickenburg. Wickenburg. Uh, I mean... The team roping capital of America. This publication is all cowboy. It is. I just... I, I've re- I got... I brought three of them back from Wilcox, and I'm halfway through the last one because I just... I, Sometimes you know you speed through stuff. Yeah. This I just I slow down and savor them. It's got Western history, uh, cowboy stuff. What's happening in the horse world? Music. Uh, some movie stuff. Music. Yeah, I mean they, they just had. I did not know constitutional that, stuff. Yeah, I did not oh. know that the they, the Wickenburg had their forty second annual bluegrass festival. Yeah. I love bluegrass mm-hmm. music, man. And uh, also musically, the Bellamy brothers there, of course, they were in Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, and writers, uh, uh, writers uh, in the sky For are coming. Place that small, they like, get you know, they yeah. get big time stuff. No kidding, man. And they got they still have some really neat dude ranches up dude <laughs> ranches up there. That's right. So check it out, Arizona Real Country, the magazine. You will not go wrong. You will enjoy it. I guarantee it. And I'll just show in there. Uh, the Arizona dude uh, has a monthly column in there, and yep. it's really good. Uh, the uh, what was it? The September column was, was an interview with Michael Dante mm-hmm. talking about working with Audie Murphy. What a neat, neat column! And in this month's edition, the November edition of Arizona Real Country, the magazine, there's a very nice article about uh, uh, Don Collier. Oh, that's great. And uh, so, yeah, very, very nice. All right. Do you have any others that you want to get Actually, to? I do. I have. This was this was from what's, what's was this was from the September issue of Arizona Real Country, and it's a little piece called "A Cowboy's Cold" by Jerry Senor, and it was reprinted from the Epoch Times. 
and it starts out, Yes, I'm a cowboy by choice, and I'm branded for life. I have worked as a cowboy all over the country. I work for the rancher or cattleman and still do. I am 72 years old and still a cowboy because I have never owned a cow. When you own cattle, you are a rancher or a cattleman, and you should no longer go by the handle cowboy. The cowboy's code applies to all true cowboys, and if you break one of these, you are no longer a cowboy. And this is these are the codes. Number one, when you meet or are introduced to a lady, you remove your hat and say, pleased to meet you, ma'am. A lady is three years old to 150 years old. And regardless of the look of and regardless of the look of your hat hair, this law tells the ladies that you are a true cowboy that respects all ladies. If you meet one you don't respect, then walk away after putting your hat back on. There you go. <laughs> Number two, live each day with courage. If need be, then die for the creator, family, friends, and country. Sometimes for someone you don't even know. Three, take pride in your work. Do the best you can because you ride for the brand. That means your boss is your master. If you don't respect your master, then saddle up and ride away. Four, do what needs to be done and beyond what folks expect. This will put you above what's below. Five, always finish what you start. Think before starting anything in life. It will save you a lot of time and pain. Six, be tough but fair. Don't back off from what you know to be right, but sometimes right is wrong and wrong is right. Seven, make your word your bond. Say what you do and do what you say. Your word is what makes you a cowboy. Don't add or take away from your spoken word. You mean yes, yes means yes, and no means no. Eight, now this applies to me, talk less and say more. <laughs> Fifty cent words are better understood than one hundred dollar words, and you won't bore the receiver with two pounds of earwax that will stop up his or her ears. Nine, some things aren't for sale. Your word, it's a bond, truth, love, kindness, all the good things in your heart that make up a cowboy must never be sold for profit. Ten, nowhere to draw the line. It takes a lifetime of drawing lines to know where to draw a line. So sit at the feet of old men and women and keep your trap shut and just open your ears. Eleven, obey the commandments of the Creator. Start with ten. 12. Take care of your horse. If not, then don't own or ride one. This applies to dogs, cats, and even rattlesnakes. 13. Know what evil is. It's not outside. It's inside each and every one of us. Get rid of it. And that's a cowboy's code. Nothing wrong with that. I love it. That's a keeper. Absolutely. We should have that. Uh, we got to print that out. Should get a T-shirt. And there are yeah, several that I can think yeah. of. Where we should print it out too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And put it on the side. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we might do that. I'll make a copy. All right. Today's program. Who in the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing. I forgot. I got so caught up. 
being codified. Uh, we, we've all watched a bunch of westerns where we see an actor who looks familiar but uh, can't quite place the name. Um, and so you're saying, who the devil is that? And that's our topic. Uh, those character actors who cause us to scratch our collective heads wondering who the devil is that. And in the Facebook post I did, uh, I stole a picture from MeTV and uh, it's a bunch of character actors and challenged um, folks who uh, w- pay attention to the post to uh, how many of those folks Actually can you name? Actually, post, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> how, how many of these guys can you name? And uh, there's, a, there's lots of them do pretty good. Uh, well, even though they listen to the show, a lot of them are still bright folks. Well, yeah, of <laughs> course. So, a character actor, what the hell is a character actor? A uh, character actor portrays a particular character. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... Um, and he does it better and more, char- more so than anybody else does. More, <laughs> he has more character. Yeah, he, he knows how to get a rooster in a jug. For example, Festus, there you go. That's, That's a character Curtis, actor. He is not a sidekick. Do not confuse the two. Yeah. Ken Curtis was a character actor. And, you know, and just to clarify the, the how we're doing this, yes, he was with the Sons of the Pioneers. Yes, he starred in some singing cowboy movies. Uh, but the thing is, Ken Curtis is remembered for his character work mm-hmm. and his brilliant character work. Yes. Jack Elam is another one of the character actors, easily recognizable. Because of that eye. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just watched uh, yesterday uh, when I was doing my daily Gunsmoke uh, fix. Mm-hmm. I watched the pic, the, the Gunsmoke that is in the photograph on our website ah. of today's page, ah. which he plays a Texas rancher. Yep. And it is the most un Jack Elam like character you've ever come across. <laughs> He is, he, he, it shows you that he's got the chops t- uh, to know how to act because he doesn't have any of the vices, tools, or escapes that he uses in all his other characters. Mm-hmm. Like in Rawhide uh, with Tyrone Power and Susan Hayward, or in The Comancheros with John Wayne and mm-hmm. Stuart Whitman, mm-hmm. uh, or in any of the other uh, uh, <clears throat> Once Upon a Time in the West with Woody Strode and Charles Bronson and Henry Fonda. He doesn't have any of those. The character does not allow, does not grant him any of those tools. He has to play it straight. Uh, His biggest tool, honestly, is his mustache, more so even than his eyes, Mm -hmm. which we all know are one of Jack Elam's greatest traits, Mm -hmm. is his eye. And in this, it's the mustache with the frown or uh, facial expression that he uses, which is uncharacteristic of every other Jack Elam character I can remember. Well, he's not goofy, he's he's serious, and he's also a good guy, Yeah, which also makes it strange. Yeah, because... Because he's a straight shooter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is is Jack Elam speaking to Raymond Barnes in Wichita. Get her. Never mind the others. They're no good without him. Another, another, another great character actor, Denver Pyle. Uh, he he oh, not only acted, God. but he also directed. 
He directed uh, me on the Death Valley days. Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and how many how many gun smokes did oh, he do? Well, lots Otherwise, of Otherwise also known as Uncle Jesse on the, the series Dukes. The Gooks of Hazard. That's right. Um, but just such a good actor. Very good actor. It's and, so authentic. And he, he, he goes back to, I remember seeing uh, one of him... Uh, him in an early uh, role in a hoppy uh, in the uh, 40s, one of the last hoppies I think he was in. Uh, Paul Fix is another character Paul actor. Fix, yes. Uh, you know him. He as, might be the master yeah, you, of the character actors. You, you know him on uh, The Rifleman as the sheriff. However, he, he goes back to Micah. the silence. He, Micah. Micah. he goes back to the early days where he was in um, with uh, John Wayne and Tim McCoy. In uh, those some of those early uh, soundies, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so here's a yeah, Paul. But he's also Paul fixed a line for you. Now this is not from a western, but it, it's so good it's got to be included. This is Paul Fix talking to Gavin Muir and Charlie Chan at the racetrack. That Chinese dick is wise to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also the guy that John Wayne's gonna 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 hang. Yeah, he's and he was Wayne's acting coach too. The cattle drive. Yeah, and Montgomery Cliff says, "No, you're not." Um, and another master. Uh, there's so many in here that, as I look at this page, Noah Barry, who was also in in Red River. Yeah. Oh, John Wayne. Don't forget Paul Senior. Fitz. Yeah, Senior was uh, well. Of was course, quite Wiles the character. Barry, he, yeah. he played uh, Pancho Villa. Yep. But uh, Noah was tremendously underrated and overshadowed by his dad, who was a tremendous actor and won an Oscar. Uh, another one that's on your list, on your uh, group of this class photo, as it were, is the great Struther Martin, yep. who might be my favorite, because nobody could play uh, a simpleton or a degenerate as well as he could. Uh, so many, you know, of course, his uh, TC in uh, The Wild Bunch mm-hmm. is... Par, par, par excellence. No one can compare. Or, or should I say, L. Q. Jones could only compare to that other. <laughs> well, his, well, his what we got here is a failure to communicate. L. <laughs> Q. Cool Jones. L. Q. Jones. There, yeah. you mentioned him, man. Yeah. There's another great There's character another, actor. He, another needs. And a super nice guy. Here. I doubled him, and I actually yeah. he, I doubled him. Did a stunt, and then they wanted some close up, and he says, "I want stunt pay." He got the stunt pay, and then he gave it to me. Oh, I'm nice. How about that? What kind of guy is that? Yeah. I stand for uh, Jolly. Also, I, I, yes, yes, Harry. I was going to say, yes. I stand for Jolly is also on that page. I stand for, you see him I sometimes. I stand for him, too. I know. You sometimes see him as Stan Jolly, sometimes stand for Jolly, uh, I.S. Jolly, but uh, I stand for uh, the quintessential heavy character. Well, heavy. and Chill Wills is here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, who's just is, is so many great characters throughout his life, especially on uh, on uh, Gunsmoke as well. Um, you know, I love the line in the movie Giant, um, where uh, uh, after they've Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor have really started making big money and they've redone the house and they've put in a tennis court and a a, a, a pool beside the house. Mm-hmm. It's not just a Victorian ranch house anymore and uh, she comes out in her tennis outfit and she's got a tennis ball and so on and all the men are talking politics and so forth and you know she she's got a pretty sharp tongue and um, they're talking about you know 
this politician and that politician were great men. And the judge says, well, he was a great man. He, he, he did great things. And, and uh, she walks up, and her father played, was played by Paul Fix at mm -hmm. time, by the way. And she walks up and says, a great man. My father saved people's lives and never took any credit for it. And then hauls off and hits that tennis ball about three miles into the stratosphere just to show you her discontent and disgust with the conversation. Mm -hmm. And they walk off, she walks off, and the judge says to Rock Hudson, You know, Vic, that Leslie sure does have a sharp tongue. <laughs> you know, Joe Wills enough. looks up and says, Fair enough, Judge. You've always been slick enough for two. <laughs> well, you know, there's another great line in there. It's right after Dean has hit oil, and he's come up to the, the, the ranch house, and uh, Rob Hudson and all the other guys are standing around up there, and Dean is covered in oil, and he, you know, he, he says, you rich son of a bitch bird, you know, whatever <laughs> it was. You know, yeah, I'm rich, too. I've got it. And he slugs Hudson, and then jumps in the Model T and takes off, mm -hmm. and Wills turns to Hudson and he says, "You should have killed that boy when you had a chance. He's too big now. <laughs> he's too rich to kill now. Too rich to too kill rich. now. Right? Too rich. He's too rich now. We got to do our yeah. first commercial. Great lines in that film. We got to do our first commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We're talking character actors uh, this Saturday, so uh, hope you're enjoying it. We certainly are." We love westerns. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Hymas Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Hymas Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 
727-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. I'm just a carefree cowboy Riding down the trail singing Ki-i-i-yippee-ki-i I love the lonely prairie Where the coyotes wail at the moon up there in Guys. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Yeah, you get yeah. any better than that. I know, Tex, Tex, Carefree Cowboy. Here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. Uh, we're doing character actors, and I've got one here for well, you, fellas. Before we do that, you, do you know that at one time I thought about being a cowboy singer? Say it ain't so. Well, no, it's true. I really did. <laughs> okay. You know, you, uh, but I had to have a name, right? And I'm thinking, you know, there's Tex Ritter, there's all, you know, all, the, all those guys named Tex, and I came up with the perfect name. All right. Tex Tex. Tex Tex. That's my name. Tex Tex. Tex, Tex. Okay. Well, they, my, my cowboy name is uh, Lame Harry. <laughs> lame Harry. <laughs> lame Harry. It's politically incorrect, but... You know, who cares? What kind of lame? You might well, be drag lame or you a little slow in the head or a little of both. Yes. <laughs> no. And honest to God, there was a, there was an outlaw named Lame Harry. Okay. In uh, in New Mexico, New Mexico, so of course, Texas. That's the only place you can be lame and get away with it. Well, but uh, he walked with a limp. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, I, I use a cane and walk with a limp. So I'm Lame Harry, man. You're not Hop Alone Harry. No, no, no. That's... That that no, that's I, too sacred. Yeah, <laughs> too way too so sacred. So I was my I I was gonna have a cowboy name, mm-hmm. uh, but I had to change it. So the first one I chose was Buck Naked, <laughs> um, but and no one no one liked it. Uh, you know, well, it that's because you look like well. your name. <laughs> so then I changed it to Chest Rockwell, and uh, that, that that sounds like works. a porn actor. Or a lawyer. Well, you know, I've, I've had many opportunities in my life <laughs> to uh, do a porn actor that I haven't taken up uh, the oh, offer. Oh, boy. I've got a character actor and uh, stunt person for you, and I say stunt person because, the, and, and I'm just going to go out and say it, Evelyn Findling. Oh, yeah. She was, uh, she's from Douglas, Arizona. She was a bronc rider. That's right. She was uh, quite the, uh, the stunt rider. William Wellman uh, regarded her as one of the best in the biz. She worked uh, uh, early childhood, grew up a tomboy on her dad's ranch, and uh, she eventually got to uh, Hollywood, and uh, her first picture was she was a stunt double to Gene Parker, and by 1940, she was uh, under contract at Monogram and worked as the opposite to uh, opposite lady to Tex Ritter, Tom Keene, Johnny Mac Brown, and Buster Crabby. And um, she also did one of the last serials made at Columbia, 
Perils of the Wilderness in 1956, but she preferred stunt work to acting, frequently doubling uh, folks, uh, glamorous stars like Elizabeth Taylor and Loretta Young. And uh, she's not with us anymore, but uh, she, she doubled was, herself. Yeah, she was uh, inducted into the Stuntman's Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Well, you know, I've got one here now because we were talking about him before we started the show, and that's good old Claude Akins. You know, mm-hmm. God, what a what a what an actor! And you know, just I'm gonna run, throw some movies out there at you, and I know every every one of them you're gonna see his face. Uh, Bitter Creek, Johnny Concho. The Outstanding Ma and Pa Kettles, Old MacDonald's Farm, <laughs> uh, The Lonely Man, Joe Dakota, Rio Bravo. Well, he was just sleazing that one. Yellowstone Kelly, Comanche Station with Randy. He was great in that. How the West Was Won, Black Gold, A Distant Trumpet, Playing a Cavalry Sergeant Again, Ride Beyond Vengeance, Return of the Seven, and he was one, he was one of the good guys in that one and one of the leads. And incident to Phantom Hill and a couple others, bunch of others. You, you were as we look at these lists of folks uh, who who uh, are character actors. A lot of them come off as sidekicks, and we're we're trying not to include uh, those folks because that's their own category. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think so. Um, no, Jane, Jane, uh, here's, one, here's one for you. Now, I know you'll appreciate this one, Harry. Stanley Andrews. The old ranger. The old ranger. And I thought, you know, he, he did Nevada, Texas Rangers, which is one of my favorites and a great one. Drift Fence. Did a lot of uh, Zing Gray things. Forbidden Valley. Uh, you know, just on and on. The Mysterious Rider. Now, anybody that does a movie called Mysterious Rider has got to be good. Well, and then there's Glenn Strange. I yeah. mean, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam the Bartender. Uh, New Mexico Boy. Yeah, New Mexico yeah. Boy and uh, cousin to... Uh, um, Cactus Mac and, and Rex Allen. Mm-hmm. And, and Rex, Cactus Mac is one of those guys. Yep. But the, and the funny thing is, he was... He was you know, he did a lot of stuff in the early 30s and 40s, but he was working the Gunsmoke gun series as a regular in the bar, yeah. and they even gave him a, once, once, once in a while they threw a little line to him or something. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes he would be the feature, uh, not the not the feature of the story, but you know the ancillary, the second second uh, story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, and he was also uh, he he was the bad guy. Uh, he led the Butch Cavendish gang in the Lone yes, Ranger. Yes, in, in the first two originals, mm-hmm. Lone Ranger yep. with, with Clayton. Yep. Who you got, Todd? So, well, uh, you know, uh, when we first started talking about this show, uh, you and I, Harry, I said, you know, my two biggies were Brian Dunleavy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who, of course, is, like him. is yep. the bad guy in Destry Rides Again with Jimmy Stewart and Marlena Dietrich and Thomas Mitchell. And he's an Academy uh, Award Best Actor winner, too. Yeah. Uh, great actor. And uh, and also Lyle Bettiger, who, you know, was always a bad guy. He, he Smooth. Was, uh, he was like Clanton in uh, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Um, and uh, he was... He took over Brian Dunleavy's part in Destry, the remake with Audie Murphy of Destry Rides Again. Mm-hmm. And he always played bad guys, but he was just good. He had good sheriff, just, too, once in a while. You know, and he he was a good-looking fella, and he knew how to bring that, that guy forth. 
Yakov Knut, who really was the greatest stuntman, I think, or at least one of them, uh, but also was in several films, many there, films yep. over the yep. years. And uh, some all those John Wayne Westerns while he was in exile from 30 to 39. Um, Tom Tyler, uh, who played Luke Plummer in Stagecoach. The big star uh, and then Wayne became was, a character actor. Yeah. 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 And then somebody that, you know, if you're a Western fan, you don't look at him as, a, as one of these guys, but if you're not a well-versed on Westerns, you think he is a character actor, and that's Bob Steele. Well, we were who, talking about you know, him, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 You know, was a big star in, in B-Westerns and so on. Um, and uh, but you know played a lot of bad guys over there years played a lot of good guys he, I think one of his best performances is the old man who has such terrible remorse about hanging Clint Eastwood and hang him high mm -hmm. that he goes in and turns himself in to uh, uh, you know uh, Judge Parker uh, well, you know it's a neat thing about him too is you know you could put him right next to a guy like Leo Gordon, say, mm -hmm. who, again, a great character actor. The difference in size, mm -hmm. but, and and Gordon could be very intimidating, but he could be no less intimidating than Bob Steele. Little guys rule. <laughs> and well, and, and your point is so well taken, Bunker, <laughs> because as I've said a thousand times on this show, when we talk about Bob Steele, is his portrayal of Canino in... Uh, uh, um, Howard Hawks is uh, the big sleep with Humphrey Bogart and mm -hmm. Lauren McCall is one of the meanest, evilest guys I think I can I can really recall. He's just he's beyond evil. And I think uh, my favorite. I love it when he gets it when Bogart drills him. And one of my favorite scenes for him is in him and as Curly in Mice and Men mm -hmm. and I that, that was an Academy Award worthy performance I thoroughly love to see Bob Steele in uh, F Troop <laughs> as Trooper Duff <laughs> well yeah <laughs> and the last one I want to throw out is George Bancroft who okay. you know had well, a lot of success without, yeah. in Hollywood uh, was in you know he was in everything uh, over the years with great actresses of the day but of course, we all try to remember him as Curly in Stagecoach, the sheriff. Yeah, he's about, on my list up there. How about Jim Davis? Oh, well, that was my, when Jim I was Davis. A kid, there's, yeah. there's a guy. There's a guy yeah. you see in frequently in tons of westerns, and you know that you know him. You just that the, his name is always on the tip of your tongue. Marty Walsh. Well, and you yeah, think of him as white-haired. Yep. Because of Dallas and and Monty Walsh and. So many other films, but you know, uh, uh, um, and in El Dorado and so on. But you know, he was dark haired for many years and oh, was yeah. a bad guy then. You know, he's the oh, bad stories guy. Stories of the in, Century. In, yeah. Uh, yeah, Stories he, of the Century. He was uh, the bad guy in um, Howard Hawks' The Big Sky with, uh, with yeah. uh, Kirk Douglas and Dewey Martin. That's a great And movie. Arthur Honeycutt. Well, here's a great one for you. And this this guy, I'm going I'm to throw a curve at you because when he started in the business, he went by the name of Stephen Morris. Does anybody know who he's known as? Don't think so. Morris Ankrum. Oh. Yes, yes. And he started in the in the first. He did first seven for all hoppies, 
and he worked with Stephen Morris, and then he continued on and many, many more hoppies as Morris Ankrum. Uh, yeah, uh, you, can, you can see him, a uh, tall, thin fella with a little mustache. With, with the mustache, he <laughs> made a great sheriff, and he made and he, and he made a great weak sheriff, and he made a, a really good bad guy that you, you trusted. Kay Hughes. Oh, and here's another one. Uh, Warren Oates. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you know, we think of as a closer to a leading man, but all those gun smokes and all those TV westerns. Stoney Burke. All these great characters. Fess uh, yeah. Barker, um, Stoney Burke. I mean, that's yeah. That's that's a legendary western, uh, rodeo western character. Right, and so many other great characters he brought to life. You know, uh, uh, as uh, uh, one of the Dorch uh, uh, Dorch brothers in. Uh, um, um, in the Wild Bunch, or you know, um, just so many great characters. One of the one of the uh, degenerate brothers in uh, uh, Bad Guys in Ride the High Country, yeah. and so many others. Well, here's one for you: was a monster, monster star in Mexico, and was it was a fixture in John Ford movies, Pedro Armendariz. Oh, yeah, you know, it, what, what so, a great actor! What a great actor! That you're going to say, Rudy Acosta. Julio Costa is another great one. You want my, you know, it's like Fra Frank Dakova. You know, these guys, and you know, but you know, Julio Costa was an Indian. He was yes, Indio, an yeah. Indio, yeah. you know, and in fact, he won Best Actor for the first Mexican Academy Award, whatever they called their thing. Mm -hmm. He was the first one to win Best Actor in Mexico, and rightly so. Well, well, Pedro is so great in Fort Apache. He's he's so great in in. Uh, in uh, um, um, Rio Grande, he's I mean, he's just he's such a good actor. Here's he's a, here, always, he, and in James Bond's from Russia with Love. Yes, yeah. that was his last job. Here's another one for you, Neville Brand. Oh yeah, you know, second oh, most God. decorated soldier in World War II. Was he really? Yes. I did not know in, that. In the Pacific a Theater, he was the most decorated. You know, I, I, I remember him. He was on Cahill, U.S. Marshal. I remember him yep. in. What was the uh, Laredo? Uh, Laredo, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. but frequently though, his mostly villains. Well, here's one for you, and I'm surprised nobody has mentioned him. And we all might have have to stand up and salute Roy Barcroft. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I, I would, re I would read a list of his westerns, but the show would be over yeah, before uh, I could get finished. They are numerous, and uh, he is one of, he was oh, here's, one of the most prolific bad guys, yeah. and great, and one of the great. Here is a Roy Barkoff line to Eugene Roth in Ghost of Sorrel. Now, you're gonna love this one, Harry. The job's being handled by some Eastern dude named Kent Mason. He'll be easy pickings. <laughs> That's a henchman line, isn't it? Yeah, for not? sure. Speaking of henchmen, we got to take a break here for our uh, our second commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We're talking about character actors and just having a ball with it. Hope you are as well. Uh, we'll be back with much more after these messages. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. 
The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Ole Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step nearer and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rent to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Red Hench, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Why, those old enemy, Prickly Jack, come to nervous elk. It's Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack Slate. This is the Voices of the West. Our last show of the year before New Year's has got to be on henchmen. Yeah. 
Yeah. And speaking of character actors, uh, we've got uh, Paul Lind there. As, as <laughs> nar- the villain, yeah. As and he villain. was a hoot in there. As nervous elk. <laughs> We're back on Able Friends. These voices of the West Harry Alexander, Bunker DeFrance, and Todd Roberts. Um, character what? actors we're talking about today. Well, here's one. Richard Boone. Richard Boone. Richard B- Boone? Boone. Richard Boone. Wow. Oh, yeah. Heck Ramsey. Who was the, one of the best bad guys ever. Yeah. Uh, whether it's... Uh, hombre. Jake, or it's Hombre, or it's... Uh, uh, How are you going to get back down off the hill? <laughs> right. Right. Or, or of course... Uh, the shootist with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. When he, oh, he's yeah. driving that car, and he says, um, he looks at Wayne, and he he hears that he's heard that Wayne's sick with cancer, and he says, "You know, I heard that you weren't. Yeah, I'm surprised to see you." <laughs> and Wayne says, "Why is that?" He says, "Because I heard you weren't feeling well, and you wouldn't be around long." Mm. He was delighting in that, wasn't he? I was. Yeah, he said something like, Maya, I was sorry to hear that. <laughs> and you just want to hit him in the head with a shovel. Well, here's one for you. And this, this is one that you, you never think of him as being a character actor in the Westerns. But he was, and he did so well. Is this the sleeper? This is my sleeper. Ed Begley. And this is a line oh, that Ed Begley says to Stephen McNally in Wyoming Mail. I expect you to realize I'm pretty much the law around here. I can make things easier for you, or I can break you. It's up to you. <laughs> and, you know, you, you know, you think, well, what did he do Western? Tulsa, Saddle Tramp, Stars in My Crown, coupled with Joel McRae. You can't get any better than that. Nope. The Wyoming Mail I just mentioned, uh, Lady from Texas, Lone Star, Unsinkable Mally Brown. And, I mean, his peak performance, I think, is Hang 'em High. Hang him high. And, you know, Hang him high. Absolutely. Lee. And you just mentioned another one, uh, Stephen McNally. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, Winchester 73, mm-hmm. Hell Bent yeah. for Leather, uh, just to name a few. I mean, uh, um, the other one with Audie Murphy, where Audie Murphy's his sidekick, uh, the, the deputy sheriff. In, oh, yeah. Golly, uh, um, it's escaping me at this moment. Yeah. Uh, but it's he's so good as a bad guy. Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, and well, everybody thinks of him a, from the you, spaghetti. You, you guys, yeah, I'm going to have to. I knew. I'm yeah. going to have to stop the show here. Okay. I'm going to have to get up and check in on Nola. Oh, okay. Because when you say Lee Van Cleef's name, she starts to lose it. Uh oh. Oh, I thought she, you said she crawled under the bed. <laughs> well, I, 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 she has a thing about Lee Van Cleef. I. When she, when you lit, you heard her phone ringer. Yeah, yes, it's, uh, yes. It's uh, um, you know, good, bad, and the ugly. And I yeah, said, yeah. Uh, we were walking through the Autry, and there was a poster of uh, of uh, of Clint Eastwood. I said, "Oh, there's your boyfriend." She said, "That's not my boyfriend." <laughs> I said, "What? You good, bad, and the ugly? The phone ringer." My boyfriend is Lee Van Cleef. Oh, excuse me. Put the knife down, and we'll try to exit gracefully. Well, here's one for you. Uh, the lady, when she was writing The Man from Cat Dancing, mm-hmm. she had a movie poster on her icebox for inspiration for the lead character. Mm-hmm. It was played by Burt Reynolds. It was a poster of Lee Van Cleef. You know, I don't think you can... 
Lee Van Cleef, Jack Elam, bad guys. Uh, you know, there's a, that's eyes. A, they're eyes. Yeah, that's a that, that's a that's a toughie to figure out. And the way they move. Here's another one. Uh, I don't think he's a sidekick. I I think he's more of a character actor, and that's Max Terhune. Uh, mm. you, you've seen him. He's like Gabby Hayes. He's, 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 he's yeah. He's he, goofy, but he's straight. He, yeah. He's I mean, uh, he, uh, w- uh, in the range busters and, and, and such, uh, one of my favorite men, uh, Morgan Woodward. Oh yeah. Well, oh. he is one of your favorites. Shotgun. Shotgun. He did more bonanzas than anybody else. My, right. or, no, or was it gun smokes? Gun smokes. Yeah. yeah. And my, his, 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 was. His character is uh, as boss in uh, in uh, Cool Hand Luke mm-hmm. with the mirrored glasses. Mm-hmm. Doesn't and say anything. The, uh, the high powered <laughs> rifle. Yeah, uh, here's one uh, is, for you. Is spooky. That that character gave me nightmares. This kid. Here's one. For, here's one for you. And this again. This is this this is almost a sleeper because he's one of those guys you recognize immediately and always forget. Clem Blevins. Evans. He was the old white haired. Always played like a pop kind of character, you know. It's just uh, I'm trying to say what's here. I'll give you one that really pissed me off. Uh, that's Lee, uh, not uh, Lee Van Cleef. Um, um, oh God, the name is gone now. Ward Bond. No, oh, Leif McKee. Yeah, Leif He's McKee. The same type character. Yeah. Leif McKee. Uh, you look at his uh, IMDb stuff, and he's, you know, he always plays the the father, the grandfather, or sheriff, maybe. Usually, the uh, somebody who is about to get killed someplace <laughs> along the line, right? He yeah. usually doesn't last. I watched a serial with him in it, Vanishing Herds, I think, and. Uh, he t- turns out he was the bad guy, and I, I, I nearly threw something at my television. But I did not. I could not. I could not deal with Leif McKee being the bad guy. But there he was, and so that's how that happened. Ray Whitley. Here's another name. Yeah, that's Ray a character, Whitley, character actor. You know him as a singing cowboy, and uh, my God, Riders he wrote. He wrote songs like you would not believe, and in fact, wrote back in the saddle his, again. His autobiography is great. Now I got one for you because we haven't been talking about him, but one of the ladies. One of the great character ladies, mm-hmm. Beulah Bondi. There you go. Yeah, you know, mm. Shepherd of the Hills, Trail of the Lonesome Pine. You know, it's just great lady. Slim right. Whitaker. People sometimes get Slim Whitaker confused with Slim Pickens. Well, um, my Pickens are kind of Slim. Well, right? mine too, but uh, he is in 345 films between 1914 and 1949. Slim Whitaker was, and usually played a bad guy. Uh, so you know, and here's one no, nobody ever forgets, and they recognize right away. Henry Brandon. Henry Brandon. No, oh, he was the, he in Searchers. He was scarred, oh, Indian. Yes, yes. Uh, he started out the uh, uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers ahead, with the with uh, Laurel and Hardy, but you know, oh God, Wells Fargo, Westbound Limited. Bond of the North, Cattle Drive. He was great in Cattle Drive. He was he you you're so used to him being a bad guy, and he was a hard ass in this one, but he wasn't a bad guy. And that's a great movie he's, right there. In he's so good in uh, Vera Cruz with yeah. 
Humphrey uh, with uh, yeah, the, the German, the German uh, yeah advisor. Yes, yes. yes. Hank, Ward. let me throw out a few to you. Yeah. Victor Jory. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, so good, and in one of my favorite hoppies yeah. of all time, where he he he's running a real estate scam. Oh yes. And uh, he's yes. mentored. He's he's the mentor of Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Uh, who. Uh, uh, is is uh, marrying this girl who Hoppy is kind of a quasi uncle, to. Uh -huh. and uh, <laughs> she's you know he 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 listens to Victor Jory and decides they're up to no good and trying to steal her land and her dowry. Another one is Bron uh, John Saxon, yeah, who oh, yeah. was so good, the undefeated, my pretty the pretty. No, he wasn't in the undefeated. John Saxon, yes, he was. He uh, was the Indian horsebreaker. Oh, that's right. Excuse me. I apologize. Yeah, how yes. da how dash you <coughs> challenge my veracity? Your veracity, but I will give you a better role. Okay. Uh, as Chewy Medina in Ap in the in Appaloosa. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. Marlon Brando. How about he has? The, he's so good. How about he's so good? And and he's also so good in. Uh, um, oh God, it just escaped me. Uh, but another one I want to throw out at you. Jack Warden. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Jack Warden, who's in The Man Who Loved Cat Dancing. I yeah. doubled him in that all the way through, yes. Hey, wow. we got we got to do our final commercial break, fellas. This has been uh, way too much fun. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're going to have to repeat this type of program. Oh, without a doubt. Abel Franzi's Voices of the West will be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. 
And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Coming to you from the great southwestern United States. Did you ever see the wind blow a rooster in a jug? Ain't nothing that'll make your innards more squeamy than the first class pure old E twisty wheel. This is the Voices of the West. <laughs> there was a radio station that played this kind of music all the time i could start one you know you could i could i I have i have so much of this music oh man it just doesn't get any better welcome back to emil franzi's voices of the west harry alexander bunker de france and todd roberts here's a fellow that was a dentist up in oregon and went on to make a big name for himself as a sidekick Edgar Buchanan. Big time. And, and here's a great line for him. He's talking to Richard Dix in Tombstone, the town too tough to die. Seems like every time I get a town organized, you show up. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite roles of his is a recurring role on Tales of Wells Fargo, yeah. where he's playing... <laughs> He, he's playing a, a, oh, a retired old, bank robber, yeah, and he's in prison writing his memoirs. Yeah, a, and you know, you think about this. These are just some of his TV series where he was a regular. Yeah. Hopalong Cassidy, yep. Judge Roy Bean, yep. Rifleman, Petticoat yep. Junction, yep. Cage County. Wow. Yep. Just his TV alone. Well, all right, sense. fellas, here's one for you. As the judge in, uh, as the judge in uh, Ride the High Country. Yeah. Yes. When the brothers beat oh, him up. Oh, that is uh, that is one of the outstanding, most sterling performances you'll ever see. Here is Absolutely. here is a character actor who, uh, uh, it has been said, has the record for the most appearances in film. Hank Warden. That's my man. That's number one. Even well, even over John Wayne, he's number one. Yeah, uh, for me. I mean, he's in what, uh, the two, four, six. He's in like twenty John Wayne films. More than that, maybe twenty. He, and well over 300, 400 uh, film credits. He was a, he was a, a cowboy par excellent, horseman par excellent. Uh, one of the one of the early days. That's why he worked so much in the early in the silence and into the early thirties. Mm-hmm. Is because there was just nobody could write as good as him. Well, and but even, even you know, I mean, he was. He, everybody talks about Ben Johnson and yeah. Joel McRae. 
and he's definitely in that class and maybe maybe just at the head of that class well you know it, it, the name is not necessarily that well known um, you get somebody like Bud Osborne mm-hmm. great teamster I mean you know best six up man who you know, every time you see a stagecoach uh, driving uh, riding along, it's got to be a butt it's up on top. It's there. old bull, yeah. It has to be. Uh, frequently not, but it, it, it should be. Here's another one. Wait, wait a second. Okay. I fooled him, Nathan. I fooled him. <laughs> I ate grass and I fooled him. <laughs> Here's another one. The man with the stash. Hank Bell. Oh, yeah. What a... <laughs> the king of the cowboy mustaches. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. He had to be the... The role or the the inspiration for the, back to the for the yeah for the Pure Prairie League uh, uh, covers uh, when when yeah. that group was still doing country. Uh, well, here's one for you, and again, this is one you don't really think about, and this is another lady, Spring Byington. Yeah, and, you know, and she goes back to 1886 when she was born in Colorado, mm-hmm. and then she's doing Laramie a few years later, mm-hmm. and she's playing a per a person basically in the same time period that she was born. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, and you got any more, Todd? Well, uh, you know, uh, I can never remember his name. I apologize. But that's why he's a character he's a, actor. <laughs> he, he's, you know, I'm a victim my, to my own uh, pro, uh, proselytizing here. Is the he was in countless John Ford films. He was John Ford's member of his stock company. A tall guy, over way over six feet. Are you talking, always played a sergeant or stuff? Uh, oh, I know who you mean. Um, always played bartenders, had a big square block head, um, big chin, big teeth, um, didn't he, smile a lot. He, uh, he, he was, just he a was great the actor. one that always, when they were get people on the show, especially the cavalry shows, he would train them. I know who I know who, I, I, I just found him. I know who he is now. Yeah. Tell okay, us. So his name is. <laughs> yes. I'm going to find him here. Hang in there with me. Well, while you're looking, I'm going to mention somebody else from the from the John Ford Company. Ford John Carradine. Oh yeah. And of course, and then his his sons, his three sons, mm-hmm. David, Keith, and Robert. Mm-hmm. They're all great characters. John Carradine, my yeah. God. Yeah. And he drums along the Mohawk. Is he not sinister? Oh, boy. You know, <clears throat> there is so much material that uh, Bunker hasn't even gone through all of his cards yet, so oh, hey, we're, we're going to have to repeat this program. Let me, let me do this. We're sitting in the few minutes we got left, because I got a, I got about 200 of them here. Let me just start running through some names here real quick. Well, do, do it quick, because I want to promo next week's program. Oh, promo too. next week's program. Next time we get together on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West, it's going to be, a, I think, a real treat. If you have not seen any of these uh, movies, 12 Westerns in 12 months, you are missing out on some really, really, really good Westerns. Filmmaker Travis Mills will join us. He's the one responsible for uh, these uh, 12 Westerns in 12 months. And um, some of these you can watch on Amazon. Some of them you can stream uh, through a variety of streaming services. Uh, they're not. They haven't been on network television. Probably won't be on network television because television networks don't have any idea. They don't have any class. How good this this stuff is. And um, these these are great movies. There, many of them are filmed here in Arizona, in Gavin's southeastern Gulch, Arizona, yeah. at Gammons Gulch, uh, and down in Dragoon and such. So that will be our show for next week. Travis uh, Travis Mills. Uh, the f- a filmmaker. So go ahead. Let's go out with this. In, then. 
Dabs Grill, yep. Bob Wilkie, uh, John McIntyre and his wife Jeanette Nolan, John Doucette, R.G. Armstrong, Woody Strobe, Dub Taylor, Shug Fisher, uh, I mentioned Cactus Mass, X Brands, Tris Coffin, John Anderson and John Dinner, Iron Eyes Cody, Myron Healy, Michael and Sarah, Bruce Cabot, Henry Silva, Marie Windsor, Slim Pickens, Albert Salmi, Chief Dan George, Rodney A. Grant, Floyd Red Crow Westerman, Seb Woolley, Ken Curtis, John Hoyt, Wes Duty, Don Diamond Phillips, a lot of Indians there, Burt Muskin, Jay Silverhills, Adam Beach, Richard Jekyll. Have we got time for a couple more? No, we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> That's a shame. I still got pages and pages. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll get to them next time we yeah. uh, continue this. So, awesome. guys, I apologize. They're saying that it's Phil Adams, but it's not Phil Adams. Okay. It's not Phil Adams. Uh, Phil Adams was a stunt guy. The court guard sure. in Sergeant Rutledge. He plays the he plays the 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 um, the bailiff in uh, tall, real tall guy, taller than Woody Strode. Okay. Big white square head. Well, we Always got, has a little Frankenstein to him. We got to leave it there, fellas. Thanks, uh, thanks, Todd. Thanks, Bunker. Thank you. We talk at you next Saturday. 80 O's that bad guy character. <laughs> we'll be back next time. Uh, next week on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.